Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. From crystals to tarot cards to wands to broomsticks to blessed candles to ornate swords and tents and sticks. The magic cauldron brings life to all your otherworldly tricks. Look them up, don't be shy, that's the magic cauldron, Houston's favorite magic shop. Good evening, Chantel. Good evening. <laughs> I wasn't sure we were still recording tonight. This has been a very somber day. Gosh, I know. My God, it's, yeah, even as a writer, <clears throat> I'm like, what could possibly, yeah. It's hard to focus, you know. Well, it's something that I, I know I've heard of this type of thing happening in, I think it was Japan. There was a gentleman who went into an elementary school or might even been a daycare and opened fire. Um, that was a long time ago. Uh, and that's that's the kind of thing we don't hear in the United States often. I mean, there's Sandy Hook, Columbine. I mean, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like, this is a uh, clearly a teenager who had his own school to shoot up. And I don't understand why he went to an elementary school to do this. You know what I'm saying? Not that he should be shooting up any school. But it's just really even worse when it's, you know, just babies. But I guess at Sandy Hook, that was kind of what happened, too. So Absolutely what happened. Um, we we didn't talk about the other we've had two other two or three other mass shootings within the last week too one very racially motivated in New York I believe I have been trying to stay away from the news like I I I get I'm empathic so it's hard for me to keep my shields up and to keep out all the emotions that come with these things so I usually will ban myself from the news if I'm in a hypersensitive state so I've been staying away from the news um I'll see a headline and then I'll I'll just try to look, I'll I'll be like mm, that's that's awful and I'll have to keep past it because I'll go down the rabbit hole and I'll just spend a whole lot of my time and mental space there and it just goes darker and darker and darker and then i was on tiktok and this popped up in my feed the a live version of what was happening i messed around and clicked on it to to find out more and it's just absolutely awful i think tmz updated that there were 18 students 18 children we're talking about elementary kids mm -hmm. and three teachers three and he now. killed his, oh, wow. and he killed his grandmother first before going over there to do that yeah. Well, I, and the, I, apparently the grandmother taught at that school too. So it's an interesting oh. connection. Oh, that's the connection. Okay. I was wondering about that. Yeah. And so, um, the, and the, okay, we're bringing this up as a current event, but also because that is a real life horror. And we talk about real life horrors all the time mm -hmm. because they are. And it's happened scarier. right here. It's happened right here in our backyard in Texas. Right right here in Texas mm -hmm. Uvalde and it's um I mean the real life horrors to me are are worse than anything we can imagine to put in our stories that we write or, mm -hmm. or watch yeah because they're real life victims yeah I, I just don't quite understand what what 
went on. And I guess we won't know the full story till everybody's, you know, kind of sorted out and, and they know what's happening. I know there was one gentleman on the news over and over that he still can't find this child. I hope by now he has. It's oh, a, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a real crazy, I mean, I mean, I'm sure children hid. You know what I mean? So yeah. they may be searching the building to try to find children still. It's insane. It's like unfathomable. Yeah. I was just t- uh, talking to my daughter a few minutes ago, telling her that I can't be out there at her school to protect her in any way. You know, I, mm-hmm. I let her go to school and then I expect her to come back home in one piece. So I was just telling her, basically, do whatever you got to do to make sure you come back home to me in one piece. I don't care what it is you got to do yeah you take care of yourself i don't care what it is you make sure you come back home um i mean that's i remember one time they this her school was on lockdown and she texted me oh my god mom we're on lockdown i love mm. you oh my god <laughs> and and then turn their phone off oh and, lord <laughs> So I was calling and texting all over the damn city for like 30 minutes (laughs) trying to find out what was happening. Oh, wow. It was okay. Everything was okay. It was something that was happening in the neighborhood around the school, not at in her school. But, you know, that that old that one little text had me panicking like crazy. Yeah, I was a little irritated that, um, you know, Joe Biden had said on I, I'm not, I'm, I, everybody knows I, I'm not really into the whole um, crazy Christian movement. So this is why I, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not necessarily a supporter of the, of the man who just got voted out of office. But um, <laughs> Biden, Biden did say, you know, that he doesn't think, he, he can't understand why this kind of violence doesn't happen, you know, never happens in other countries. It does happen in other countries. Um and I, I think, as usual, we're, I, I feel the way I do about the gun control. It should definitely not be available to such a young age person, without, especially without a parent around. I mean, you can't even buy liquor to your 21. How did this kid get a gun at 18? It's crazy. But um, here in Texas, you know, our, yeah. our people just kind of open sesame, just just open it wide open like well everybody should have a gun it was just what regular wild wild west around here it is and what and, and if everybody did have a gun maybe this guy would have got put down quickly I, in the school i mean but the kids the kids are gonna have guns no the parent the teachers not the parents the teachers they've they've thought they've they've talked about this because of all the school shootings over the past decade or so uh allowing parents i mean not parents good lord i keep saying parents uh teachers to start caring i mean it's it's a hot debate you know people have got to you know figure that out but beyond the guns again this is a a cause of this i mean uh, is it a cause or a symptom it's a symptom of an issue that comes before that and it's parents that are being allowed to abuse their children or children that are slipping through the cracks that have really have issues that need to be like addressed way sooner than after they've committed a crime. Um, yeah, I yeah I hear the the mental mental illness, mental health issues, and, and it's not I, even just that. It's also just the bad parenting out there. You know the abuse that these kids go through. Look at all these damn kids that we found 
since COVID happened uh, that, you know, have been murdered at home because by their parents, um, that little boy, remember uh, last year or beginning of this year, I should say, uh, they found the skeletal remains of a child with the other two abandoned children inside of an apartment building. I mean, so with the, um, the not having mental health, um, addressed properly here without parenting, um, and without a really good system to help these children, because the system that that's in place all over this country does not help children. Okay. You go ahead and finish and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll finish my thought. I keep trying to get it out. I'm but... sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm yeah. I've got to forget, you know, my, my go for it. is not what it used to be. So I'm, I'm go going to forget where, where I was going with it, but with the parents. Yeah. Um, it's the thing is, is, you know, there's even with mental health and parenting and all that, I get, we have, we are traumatized. A lot of people are traumatized and going through a lot of different things. That still doesn't explain why some people decide to go and shoot up elementary kids, you know, that have never done anything wrong to them. Like you're not even uh, like, uh, I would be like uh, the Stark girl on Game of Thrones. Like I'd have a list of people who have fucked me over in the past. At least I start with them. Like, why would I go to some innocent kids that have never done anything to me? And well, let's look so, at it as writers. I mean, think about that. What would be what would be a reason that someone would do something like that if they had intelligence, which is what we're trying to look at it with? Well, the only the only thing is, you know, to get attention. The the fact that people are talking about it on a regular basis. The news media is going to be talking about this for at least the next week. I mean, people are sending their thoughts and prayers, and I'm using that kind of sarcastic because I, I actually hate that the thoughts and prayers thing. Like, yeah, that is it's so it's a very detached, sympathetic right. feel. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Where I mean, what where is that getting us? Uh, yeah. But and then but it's for a little while it's going to dominate the news for a while and i'm this is true i'm never going to say his name you know but but in this but in this situation he's dead and people but people will remember his name not me but a lot of people will you know because i heard someone mention the sandy hook killer earlier by, by name and the the one who killed the church people in south carolina by name like i'm not going to give them that yeah that that notoriety i'm just not i'm not gonna say their name as far as i'm concerned they can rot in hell wherever they are and uh but they're but most people you know if you're if you're not conscientious about it i guess you remember their name even if you can't remember all 20 people that they murdered or something then you may not remember them by name that's the only thing i can think of you know the fact well then i mean there's that there's also the fact that you got the infamous okay but you also got to think about it as well. He was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily, he may not have been, and I personally don't think anyone who thinks of killing children is as intelligent. Um, I personally don't think he had all his marbles together and either he was striking out out of anger and maybe there was somebody there at that school that allowed him to be hurt or was hurt, had hurt him as a child when he was maybe perhaps in that school um, or he was just angry because maybe his grandmother 
since she taught at that school, maybe she, you know, something about that upset him. And because it would hurt her, he went and did that. Yeah, you know, I get what you're saying. I there's so people. many, there's so many layers of things that could have happened here. Yeah, and I know a lot of people, um, I can I can relate to um the whole lone wolf, let's say lone wolf, or because someone spent their lifetime being bullied and then they retaliate or act out in this aggressive manner or something like that. And I have very difficult time identifying uh, making the, making them appear as a victim because like I said there are so many people that have gone through traumatic issues and we don't kill innocent kids you know yeah uh so I and and I will identify with the villain in a in a fictional story <laughs> so right. this is where I come across as hip, as hypocritical but the distinction is they are not real life victims in those, you know, there are not murdered kids in the fictional stories where I identify with Thanos or, mm-hmm. you know, Killmonger or somebody. But here we have real victims. And so the victims to me are the ones that did not do anything to him, the children. Like they could not mm-hmm. have done anything to him, even if he was upset with his grandmother. If his mm-hmm. grandmother had abused him his whole life, then. I could at least understand why he would shoot her. It it wouldn't be right, but I'm just saying I could at least understand his thought process. Mm -hmm. If you do something like this, it's just straight evil to me. And I can never look at you as a victim. I don't care what you went through. Right. Because you 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 had a different, you had all sorts of different things. And and just us, like when you mentioned writing, we are writers. So we don't so what we've done is we've transmuted some of our anger and some of our frustrations and our um in insane thoughts and feelings you know what i mean the passions that we have that we could lash out towards people who have harmed us but instead we transmute that into towards into something like writing you know more therapeutic mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's more cathartic for us we, right. we can put stories on pages and and get our feelings and our thoughts out. Other people do it through music. Other mm-hmm. people do it through painting. Some do it through dance. You know yeah. what I mean? There's all Absolutely. sorts of different ways that you can get it out without making victims of people who mm-hmm. have done absolutely nothing to you. And you've made my point for me without me having to finish my sentence completely. The the thing, no, no, it's totally fine. That's a hundred percent true. What you said, because we came from a generation where we had to learn to deal with our frustrations and our angers and our disappointments and our, you know, uh, feelings of, of separation and loneliness and sadness by using, utilizing uh, an art because and now of course they've taken art even fucking half the books in the library have been taken out they've taken so much from kids mm-hmm. now it's all about shove a pill in their face give mm-hmm. them these pills mm-hmm. and guess what those pills are making them so detached from reality that they're getting guns and shooting children mm-hmm. so the blame is is really in so many ways it's all about laziness. We don't want to deal with kids and their problems. <laughs> you know, we don't want to deal with frustration, frustrating teens. We just want to say, what will make this easier? And so I think you hit the nail on the head. We know what's going to make it easier. You know, get them interested in something. Nowadays, kids are just interested in, in all the social medias, which is fine. 
but that's not creativity at the highest form you know it's not coming from them not their soul not something they're creating and saying look what i just made you know Mm -hmm. what i mean or at least use it you know you could use social media to learn things and to Mm -hmm. have fun which you there is constructive parts of social media you can I've, i've learned uh you know, like how to do crochet braids from social media. You know what I mean? Nice, yeah. Like there's a, all sorts of different things that you could use it constructively. Like you don't have to go down the dark web side of things. And That's true. And and, and and that's something parents can be active with doing now. It's like, what do I do to keep my child from being in a situation on either side of this situation? Because at this point, it could be anyone's kid that commits the crime or that is in the crime. And it's, it's like, you have to figure out the tools you have around you. Don't just take them to the doctor and put them on all kinds of medications because then they really feel like they're, they may as well just become the monster that you see them as. I'm not saying that anybody's a victim. We all make choices. I don't believe in anybody being a victim. I've never, I don't even believe I was a victim. I really, and I, and I was quote unquote victimized at the age of three, but I will say that you can be cause no matter who you are, where you are in your mind. If you feel like you can't be that you're something, you need to go separate yourself from the world, take five, run away from home and go live in a tent down the river for, you know, we're we're an hour away from plenty of, of nature in this city two hours tops. So go somewhere, collect yourself and then come back and go, okay, this is what I need to do. But yeah, don't take a gun and shoot people. Like that's not gonna, you want to shoot people, join the fucking army. They're, they're shooting lots of people. Go do that shit. Right. And you know, what's so scary about it, Chantel, you know, I just, it costs, $80 $80 to fill up my tank today. <laughs> I, I got a few items for the grocery store the other day. It was about $200. Yeah. Um, yeah and, Ooh, girl, and, I can't even imagine with two children. Yeah, two children and a dog now. <laughs> but, yeah. and, and I'm not saying that to complain for myself. Uh, where I'm going with that is like, I got it in the bank. I, I can, I can pay for that. And it's not tomorrow. We're going to be okay. But there are mm-hmm. people that are really hurting and really struggling. And mm-hmm. to come up with just that is going to be so hard for them, so difficult. And my heart breaks for people who are really having a difficult time. So I feel like those frustrations are mounting. And yeah. so we're, we're, I feel like we're going to have even more of these type of incidents. Because people are blaming other people instead of who we really should be putting the blame on. You know, the, the who is controlling these gas prices? That's who you need to be. Um, mm-hmm. attacking not not the people who live down the street from you just because you they have something that you want because you you're struggling to get it so you steal it from them yeah. or you you uh, rob them you know my husband was robbed you know yeah. so we, we just went and bought him a new phone changed over all the credit cards or whatever but there are other people that are not going to be able to recover from that as much or as, yeah. as easily and so I it, it we're 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 just turning a cycle of the victim victimizing more people and this type yeah. of victimization is just getting out of hand. And I don't know where we are headed. This Russian Ukraine thing is still mounting. We're sending billion, billions of dollars over there while we have so much pain and frustration and hurt right here. Where, mm-hmm. where's this going? We, I mean, at this point, 
I, I, how, why did we survive COVID if we're just going to end up right in, in, the, in this mess that we're in right now? Exactly. Yeah. And I think, I think people need, I, I really think we need to attack the concept of being a victim because people see, some people see it as a survival, you know, mechanism. I will say this. I mean, look at horror. Horror is a perfect example. All horror movies and horror shows show show something that's making somebody else a victim. And the the movies that we love the most are when the victim becomes like no longer the victim, right? They they fight back. They they go after the monster or they find their they get the revenge. And these are the things we love to see. Why do you think we love to see that so much? Because we're living in our lives and feeling totally like we're the effect of everything around us stop doing that shit you don't have to be you know i I have a friend who just got who just became single and girl i mean talk about real life horror stories there was (laughs) levels like levels of deception (laughs) that i was i myself was shocked about Mm -hmm. and it went beyond cheating it went beyond like even doing you know substance behind the other partner's back it went beyond all that into a level of like psychopathicness that i never thought i would witness in my own you know in my own skin right next to me like holy fuck that's insane you know and but you know we don't have to stay a victim of of things this girl she's not being a victim of the situation she's like you know what the problem with her though and this may be the problem with many people out there is she's worried about what other people will think to her reaction of this individual's actions towards her. I'm mm. shocked. I'm like, that motherfucker would be lucky to be standing if I was you because <laughs> there would be at least one ball missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> possibly, possibly many, you know, concussions. Like, cause I would have been throwing everything I could find until that motherfucker got out of my eyesight. So, I mean, it was crazy. It was insane. Like, I don't even know how. And, and she's even allowing this person to stay in her home still until uh, they move out. Oh, and hell no. I'm like, are you insane? What? But it's just the where it has gotten in our society now. People are so afraid to offend other people. You don't have to. You don't have to be offensive if you simply go, you have wronged me in such a, mag- you know, in such a crazy way that it must hurt you to be with me too. If not, then you really need to get out of my sight because you probably would stab me in my sleep like that. You know what I mean? Like I would not trust that individual, but people are like these days, people are afraid to, to not even, not even just have an emotional reaction. Fine. You don't want to have an emotional reaction. You don't want to scream and yell. Okay, fine. You want to be rational. Great. Think logically then. Don't just go, I'm going to talk in a calm voice. You need to think logically. Like, it's insane the things that that we see in the world around us. You don't have a job. I know five places hiring less than two or three blocks from my house right now. There are so many places hiring. Yeah, it's shit money. Welcome to living in California the last decade. When I lived there for a year, girl, it was all shit money. And guess what, people? You had to work three jobs, period. There was no way around it. And that's what they're trying to do to our society now here in Texas. 
I see it. It's exactly the way it was over there too. Nobody wanted to pay you enough to make a living wage unless you had credentials. And then that town though, that's LA. It was all about if you had the right connections. <laughs> Mm-hmm. trust trust it was crazy but i mean yeah every i think every industry is going through that yeah i uh i saw someone on twitter explaining uh and it's another real life horror i'm kind of switching gears a little bit but how she and some friends were in south beach miami and almost got kidnapped <laughs> uh so i i I read a little bit of that thread while they were explaining all the horrors and the hotel door uh, being ajar when they came back and people staring at them and following them in the elevators and on the stairs and all that. But I guess I'm saying all that to say there's a lot of evil out there. Oh, there is. Be careful out there, people. Be vigilant. Mm -hmm. Um, And be and and use your voice one of the things that they mentioned in this in this thread was that if something don't look right call it out like don't don't like you you mentioned your friend you know still wanting to be nice uh, fuck that yeah if someone is appearing that they are doing something that looks sneaky it don't look right call it out like are you following me like say that shit out loud in front yeah. of people that's right. If you are getting in an elevator and something looks suspicious, don't get on it. Go, yep. go somewhere else. Or listen ask, to your guts. People. Right. Let let ask the security guard walk you to your car. I don't care what you got to do. Even do not do not be concerned with how you look. Do mm-hmm. not be concerned about what people perceive because if your gut is telling you that something's not right, just trust it. I mean, it's better to be, you know, that whole uh, cliche saying, but it's it real. It's real. It's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. If if it appears that someone is is following you <laughs> in the store, or you know, um, are are you staring at me? What what are you trying to do? Like, call the shit out. Use your voice, and do not care about what someone. Because if it's nothing, then it's nothing. Yeah. And what, I've had people say, deal? I've had, I've had somebody ask me something like that once. And I was, you know how like you stare off and you're thinking of something. I do that a lot people because <laughs> I'm a writer and I'm thinking yeah, all kinds of crazy shit uh, pretty much every single second of the day. And somebody said, Hey, why are you looking at me? And I was like, huh? And then I looked like I, they were kind of in my line of sight, but they weren't. I didn't even <laughs> know that they were there. And I was like, Oh, sorry. What? And they're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> like, I didn't even know. Like, I was, like, totally oblivious to anything living. I was just thinking of something. I was like, oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. And I, God knows what it was that I was thinking about. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I, and it's no big deal. It's not embarrassing for the person. It's not embarrassing for you. At least you know, you know. Yeah, now you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and um, the in this in this thread one lady said that somebody was following her and she stopped and she turned around she said i'm not with that sex trafficking shit move on and the dude crossed the street nice she she did not she didn't feel safe and he crossed the street now whether he was safe or not it doesn't even matter she felt better after he crossed i mean it's, it's it's really just yeah she could have thwarted an attempt maybe maybe not we'll never know but at and, least she was able to keep walking without feeling on edge. And if you have children that are teenagers that, especially boys, I feel like, I mean, girls definitely, they, they're not paying attention. But if, if a guy or a, a teenage guy or girl 
has this like just tell them be aware be aware like it's kind of like when you're checking yourself to see if you got ticks out of the out of your you know afternoon stroll in the woods you you want to just kind of glance around and make sure there ain't nothing unusual going on people um you know i'm a, I'm, I'm getting into foraging y'all know i'm gone mushroom and fungus crazy so I, i'm thinking of these things but the point is is like teach your kids to be aware you know if you see the same person again you know 10 minutes later and you're in a whole different area that person might be following you and yeah. if you are with people who are of your age you're not safe you need an adult or someone who's bigger than you or an authority figure to be aware of what's happening or you just need to get on your cell phone call a parent even if you're mad at them even if you're a boy and not a girl and just say hey something weird's going on and you know what facetime your parents Put it, put, turn that camera around and say, this person, I've seen them a few times now and just yeah. show them. Yeah, I'm going to exactly. tell you right now, if somebody's following you and they see you pointing a camera at them, they're going to walk off. Yes. But make sure somebody knows where you are too. You know, yeah. if you, you don't meet strangers off the internet, all of that uh, in a private place, I mean, you know. Yeah. Meet Heck, I mean, in a last, public place. last year, I think it was, a friend of mine told me that... Um, they saw there was this van that was going around in the Montrose, just like grabbing, snatching people up. They would hear people screaming and hollering and, and the, they'd look out and see a van and somebody would be taken off with a person in a van. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just craziness. Yeah. It's craziness. Crazy. And don't be afraid to, like you said, call them out. And if they are doing something and they're running towards you, like they're going to hurt you, you better figure out what you got to do. Yeah. What I, what I've been doing and, it's, it just so happens that even the entertainment that I've had over the last week or so has been about real life horrors. Now it's been in fiction though, but yeah. it's, you know, so I, I don't feel emotionally connected in that way, but it is uh, the marked heart is a show that is on Netflix. It's another Spanish show. I think uh, Netflix thinks I'm Spanish. They recommend all the Spanish shows to me now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's uh, it's a Spanish show, and it's so well written. You know what I? It's it has the typical things that I love about Spanish shows, where they're sexy. It's a beautiful cast. Um, the the writing on this is so well done. Like it's the sort of thing that I don't like to miss a word because I feel like every word that's in there is important. Every part of the dialogue is going somewhere. It's it's kind of told. Um, let me see. Is it nonlinear? I can't remember because I don't watch something else since then. But it's <laughs> it's this one goes into organ trafficking. Oh, interesting. Organ trafficking, yes. And it, there is a. There's a love story at the heart of it, and I was really happy to see that there's going to be a season two on this because I I am hooked to the characters. Okay, so it okay now no, it's coming back to me. It is the storytelling is is linear, but they do a lot of flashbacks. Mm, okay, yeah, and they show. I mean, there's they are there's there there's some really good character develop there's some really good character development on here that I enjoy a lot and I don't want to I know I always drop a lot of spoilers I don't want to spoil this one 
it's a okay. it's not a movie it's a show so it's just a few episodes well actually it's 14 episodes that's another thing oh, girl that's yeah it's 14 <laughs> it's like 14 episodes but i will say but it's still it's none of it's wasted none of the time is wasted and and i like that they put the time into it you know sometimes when we watch netflix shows some of the american ver- americanized uh shows that are on netflix everything feels kind of rushed like it's packed into 10 episodes or eight episodes you know what i mean so mm-hmm. I feel like with this, they took their time to make sure that they told the story they wanted to tell so that we could get the full length, even if it was 14 episodes. Okay. So it stretched out, but it was not too much. Okay. So I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, well, I, let me see. I can tell you this part. So there's a woman and a man that are married okay. and in love. They have a beautiful family. And there is another woman and a man. And the woman dies. Okay, sorry. The other couple, she, they they get married. So they, they don't start out married, but they get married. She has a heart condition. She ends up getting a heart transplant from the other woman that's married with the family and then we find out that it is because uh her heart uh she was murdered for her heart and then she meets the other she meets the guy she meets the the woman whose heart she has she meets the guy who she was married to and falls for him oh wow so there's a lot of juicy juicy there but you know what's funny is i just maybe a couple of months ago read a book called the change uh the beating heart i'd have to look that up too fuck but <laughs> on um it was a book jennifer hartman and i think i might have mentioned it but the changing heart is what's coming to mind so maybe it's the changing heart but okay. that one was also it wasn't organ um it wasn't organ trafficking but it was about a woman uh have uh, a man having a heart transplant and this woman thinking that he had the transplant from her husband who died and they both they met in I th- did I mention that on the show um, I, I am doing a terrible job of explaining this but Jennifer <laughs> Hartman has written some of the most emotional books I've ever read in my life that's right I remember you talking about that right Matter of fact, I just downloaded another one of her books. I just realized that she got a book that just came out May 15th. Mm. And and I don't gush all the time over writers, but when I find one, if you hear me gushing about them, then trust me, I love their work and I'm going to read every single thing that they put out. I don't even know what the book is about. (laughs) You're like, I'm still going to read it. I saw that she released the book May 15th. Like I was just going on Amazon and saw that this book, I was like, I just said, well, let me see what Jennifer, if she has any other books that I haven't read yet. And I went to her page and I was like, oh, fuck, this book came out May 15th, like this month, like a few days ago. That's cool. And I, and I, I downloaded it. That was that. I have Kindle Unlimited. So I just grabbed it. Nice. But so anyway, but that was another one about the heart transplant. So I was like, man, what, what, what is everybody, what's the universe trying to tell me? Am I going about, am I about to lose my heart or what? Oh Lord, let's hope not. <laughs> let's hope not. Okay, somebody's gotta will their heart to dicey. 
<laughs> Danny would say, this is where I get extra dramatic. Like, how you go from zero to 100 on something like that? <laughs> like, only you would take that and make it something dark. Okay, but it just so happens that this show um, is is uh, about organ trafficking, which I think is very relevant to real-life horrors again. That's why I mentioned that. Okay. Okay. Hopefully, something I said in that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you finish Who Killed Sarah? I did. <laughs> yes, I finished it too. How did you like it? Um, well, there was there was some silliness. Every once in a while, they'll do something. I'm like, oh, y'all are doing the dumbest shit. Like, <laughs> it was it was to me this time. It was Whiplash City. I mean, <laughs> you cannot keep up with the amount of flashbacks, flash to the present, flash sideways, flash upside down. I mean, I was like, what is when? What? Who? What? I mean. It was like watching the show from five different points of view each episode. <laughs> I was like, what in the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Girl. I'll tell you this, though. What I will like about Who Killed Sarah is, and this goes right in line with what we were, well, what I've been talking about, about real life horrors. They have brought up so many real life issues. Mm-hmm. They had sex trafficking on there. They had mm-hmm. this, this season was about conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. which is horrifying you know people who are gay do not need to go through therapy to change their sexuality unless yeah. they want to go through therapy to feel more comfortable with who they are you know what i mean i'm not saying mm-hmm. they don't need to go through therapy i'm talking about conversion therapy where they are torturing these people absolutely well, it's, insane yeah, it's, it's old school psychiatric practice yes uh in this organization called the medusa project yeah, and it is literally how he puts it is we want to make a pill that cures homosexuality and schizophrenia. Yeah, now, how they put it on the same exact level, I I don't know. I, I don't exactly. They never explained that. Um, but before in this country years ago, uh, it was considered a mental illness to be homosexual. Yeah, it has eventually in this country at least has changed. But maybe now they're saying in other countries, because I know it's it's really frowned upon in Mexico to be gay. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure probably like in Iran and Iraq and all those really macho com- countries, it's probably the same. Um, I would say where there's most machismo is where you're going to see, you know, that real manliness. You're going to see um, a lot of hate against that. It's not really manly then. If you're, if someone else's sexuality, if- uh, you know, offend you to the point of being violent towards someone else, then that's not, that's not a very manly position. Yeah, it doesn't even make any kind of sense, like Mm-mm. to to behave that way. And I'm not, I'm certainly not saying that we don't have uh, people attacking people here. I mean, a yeah. few years ago, the Watt Collection got burnt down because the owner is gay, and the man had been. Uh, actually had made a pass at the owner and he had rejected him and he then turned around and started bashing him as a gay man and Mm. just saying horrible things about him being gay and that you know god you know basically was telling him he needed to do something to keep his his you know all his evil away and all that shit Mm. Mm -hmm. um so that's why he burnt down 
the the store and and i you know and that's still very much affecting them you know even today they want to reopen a shop that i know that part of the think is how are we going to keep it safe yeah you know and it's it's crazy like that's there there's not a lack of hatred for other people's choices in this world you want to hate on something hate on something that's that you should hate on like you know somebody who is you know slapping around their family members or their children or their their spouse or you know people who are abusing substance and and you know not obviously you know abusing the people in their lives like there's so many things in the world that we need to we need to somehow take responsibility for before the person ends up doing what they did today or even fucking just the guy on the side of the street begging for money because at that point they're just an addict yeah Um, but yeah i mean and who and who killed sarah you know that was some straight up i mean from from america's perspective we haven't had those kind of well i don't know maybe in some small you know corner somewhere here in america they're still doing it but we haven't had that kind of uh, psychiatric treatments since the 50s i remember seeing a movie i went to i don't know if it was called boy or something um it was i got a advanced screening for this movie and they wanted to know my opinion it was a review on uh, this movie that was about conversion therapy and it was just it was so heartbreaking for everything that they had to go through and i don't know i I think it was based on a true story but Mm -hmm. it was this like a religious cult that was trying to uh convert these boys i'm gonna tell you what if if my sexuality was a choice i would not be attracted to men yeah (laughs) (laughs) i can trace a lot of the the drama that i've had in life to be an attractive to men now i'm telling you if i could turn that off i would now i'm gonna tell you though that that perspective only comes as we age because (laughs) when you're young you're just penis crazy i mean you just you know (laughs) that's just if if you are uh, i don't know they call it cis female now instead of heterosexual but you know um if you are into the man uh, whether you're younger i mean sorry male or female you're when you're younger your hormones control that and as you get older you start getting wiser and you're like fuck that shit (laughs) <laughs> but i don't i don't know i don't think it's necessarily just men i think i've i've actually had uh clients as a hairstylist where they were like you know if they had been with women and when they were younger they're like that's too much drama i just rather be alone you know so i think, I think <laughs> I it's that. just i think it, yeah i think it's at, at one point you're just going to either get a cat or a dog that's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do know lesbian relationships that seem to be just as dramatic. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's it's not that I'm interested in having a relationship, period, <laughs> outside yeah. of it. It's just, I'm just saying that that's one of those faucets that I would turn off in a heartbeat if, if I could. <laughs> if she could, yeah. <laughs> Asexuality seems like a, a dream, to be honest. You know, it always takes me back to that lady in Europe that uh, was a salon owner and some dude broke in and she freaking caught him and kept him for months tied up and she would just like feed him Viagra and like have sex with him. Oh, God. (laughs) And hose him off and keep going. So I'm like, hmm. (laughs) 
she's just joking. Whoever's listening, she's just joking. She just, you know, it's a joke. <laughs> no, but in, in any case, men are women. Yes, they're so women. There's no way I can live with a man crying because I made him have sex and, and put him in a dark room with a gag on afterwards. It would just be annoying. <laughs> and they're like, oh, here they go, male bashing. Well, um, anywho, well, deal, deal with it. i mean you know at this point you know it's not that we don't like you guys we we do we like you guys but you know come on now everybody knows female or male if you're forcing somebody else to deal with your bullshit you're an asshole stop doing it nobody wants to deal with your shit nobody wants to deal with my shit you know come on now (laughs) so so what do you think what did you think of them finally revealing who killed sarah I mean, we done went through four seasons and we finally got to who killed Sarah. <laughs> um, you know, How'd I you thought about I, that reveal. I was okay with that. I really was. Okay. Um, I was okay with it. Uh, the wig that they put on the girl that was her daughter was bad. <laughs> that that was terrible. It could, you know, it would have looked a little bit more natural had it been a little lighter, maybe. I don't know. It was a terrible wig. I um, felt like she just served no purpose at all. She didn't. She really didn't. Yeah. Absolutely no purpose except for to show us in the trailer that there was to make us think that Sarah was alive. Yeah. That was yeah. the only purpose she served. But 100%. She absolutely. It was, you know, it was it was so Mexican soap opera. Um, <laughs> it was really over the top. Half the people who got murdered, I couldn't even understand why they were getting murdered. I mean, in this one, <laughs> in this season, there was very little fucking and mostly just a lot of killing. I mean, right. every, I every episode someone that. was getting killed. Yeah. I was like, where's the sex? Come on. Yeah. There was rough sex that was basically rape. And there was forced upon sex that was basically rape. I don't even remember. What, what, which incidents were these? The prison scene and then oh, the, the scene God, where yeah, they were yeah. like, "You're going to have sex with a woman." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, my yeah. bad. Yeah, that was, I that mean, was terrible. Well, it started out, uh, old girl, the sister, and the main guy, Sarah's brother. I can't remember his name. Um, Alex. Oh no, uh, Alejandro. Yeah, yeah. It started out with them, and I was like, oh, "Okay," but I guess the the writers was like, "Well, they're happily together now, so no more sex." Yeah. And it's like, and then every episode we were waiting for more. It was, it was so sad. It was really. I I will give it this. I enjoyed, I enjoyed what I enjoyed about this show from beginning to end is the slow reveal. So every time you think, you know, what's going to happen, they show you something else. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed thinking, okay, well, this is the reason. Oh, this is it. And this is it. And then they show you another perspective or they show you what happened from someone else, you know? Uh, So I like how all that tied in. And I still enjoyed seeing the younger version of them and the older version of them too. Uh, Nick, Nick, uh, yeah, the Nickyandro guy. Uh He was very pleasant to look at. Very pretty. Yeah, he was very pretty. I mean, even still, Chima. I mean, he was always half naked, so that was at least good. I know, but oh yeah, hey, beautiful, beautiful man. My problem is why he's so cut and ripped, but so like 
I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't, he, he wouldn't defend himself at all. Not ever. Yeah. Yeah. In he was no totally way. the, he was totally the, the victim and then everything. I'm like, what? but you know, I think it's, I think they, they were trying to pr- basically show that the character had all these flaws because of how his father treated and his mother treated him. I mean, those parents were horrible. Yeah. Mom was a, a shit basket oh, too. Oh God. She was so insane. They they did redeem dad at the end. They did. And but did you see he had no Somewhat. choice? Yeah. He right, had no right, choice. right, right, right. Somewhat. Yeah. And because... in many ways, <laughs> if they knew that he had had the thing he had, you would have seen that they wouldn't have thought he was a good guy. Because right. they would have realized he was just like, fuck it. And right. Do that, right. Like, you know. Yeah, and that again, I think, was very good of the writers. Like that's that goes to what I was saying. Every time you think you know what's happening, here's something else. So that yeah. that was another little whammy at the end. Mama, that's what I'm telling you. All the Mexican soap operas are like that. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yes, all of them are like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's that. It's just like now we got to add something else, and then yeah. something a little more, and then a little so, bit something extra. Okay. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. You know, as a writer, do you think these writers have planned that all the way through, or are they making it up as they go along? They were making it up as they go along. <laughs> I'll tell you why I know. Okay. Because the flashbacks to the stuff that happened on the property the day Sarah fell out the sky. Yeah. You remember they they kept yeah. changing. No, well, no, no, no. Remember last season there was the the helper dude. The uh-huh. goofy, the goofy looking guy. He was nowhere to be seen in this season because they had to film more stuff with those kids, and he wasn't in this season, so he was never ever shown in any of the scenes. But we know he was there because of last season. But they never, <laughs> yeah, I get it. But they didn't show him then either, though, right? Not with them. He, he was always when they did show his perspective, he was all always kind of squirrely in the corner. Well, this is true, but they were showing the people who were watching everything. So if they were watching everything, why weren't they seeing him? Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, if you're if you're off a distance watching, then you should see him at some point. Yeah. Well, maybe. Okay, so, so those were the times where he was somewhere hiding. <laughs> yeah. See, this is why, you know, when I, when I watch shows like this and my, my mind thinks of this sort of thing, that's why I'm like, I should, I miss my calling as a detective or something. Like, I just... <laughs> It makes me crazy. Right now I'm watching Mr. Mercedes. I'm almost done with the series. And it's a Stephen King show. And uh, it makes me crazy. This guy is a fucking PI. And the most obvious questions he doesn't ask himself. Every time something happens, I'm like, why is he not thinking of this? Like, for example, right now they're trying to figure out who uh, robbed this author and murdered him. And he's like, oh yeah, so... We tracked somebody that got dropped off at the emergency room. Okay, well, I guess it wasn't the guy in the in the van that we found that was the the murderer. Then, like, oh, don't you think perhaps maybe the guy in the van that was found that was murdered was probably killed by the guy who got out of the hospital going to look for what was in the van, and that was like stolen property and shit and stolen money. <laughs> but they never think to ask these simple questions, and it makes me crazy. This is that I consider is is bad writing. Not mm-hmm. Stephen King because he didn't write that. Mm-hmm. You know everything is na- adapted for TV, but that's mm-hmm. why the Mexican soap operas are so good because they can 
think of things like that when it needs to be they, instead of trying to to make an obvious hole in the story mm-hmm. they go okay we're not going to make a hole we're going to show that the chondro is a drug dealer right then we're going to show that he was being manipulated by his father right because his sister was institutionalized right. you know so they think of other like oh but then and so you see even though i i did grow up around all those um shows my grandmother would watch them around me but i didn't understand them because i don't speak spanish and, you know, <laughs> except for the bad words and so <laughs> you know i didn't know what was going on but i tell you maybe i did on some subconscious level because that's how i think too um i always think of okay well what else could happen here instead of taking away from the story and taking obvious things away you know or you know doing the um the what do you call it the magician trick of diverting the eye like okay i'm gonna yeah. make them think this is happening but this is really what's happening no just layer that shit up add something else yeah like hey, it's so wh- out of his character well guess what he fucking has cancer stupid right, you know? right 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 yes i like that <laughs> now listen why did oh boy run this is why i'm saying they did such dumb shit or <laughs> why did he run towards the gun at the end like when they were he dude came yeah. in with Grabbed the gun, pointed at him, and he runs towards it. Like, why though? Well, the other thing about that that was stupid. Why did the fucking guy pick up the gun to shoot? Yes, they nobody was really torturing or doing anything to anybody else. They could right. hear all the stuff that they were saying, so they knew they were there to rescue people. <laughs> I, I, that's yeah. those are the times when it's like, man, this is so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that that was there was definitely some of that and you know i guess every story has to have you know just cheesiness and i don't know that was yeah just wanted him to die i suppose yeah of course i mean that (laughs) that character was so horrible i mean i remember him from the first season where he was like i'll kill you alex yeah he was the absolute worst (sighs) i hated him i hated him from beginning to end yeah, I still didn't like. And then this this whole season, he was just so stupid. Yeah. Like everything he said, I was like, what? "Did they change the way he dressed too? Because why was he so b boy like this time? You know, like he had on the, the motorcycle <laughs> jacket with the jeans." And I was like, "You didn't dress like that before." <laughs> I was like, "Girl, did they run I don't even budget? know. Did because... they run out of budget for the for costuming?" Or there was two. Are... There was there were so many timelines going on. I didn't fucking know. I didn't even know that he had clothes on. I'm, a, I'm, not like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? What is happening? Like it was just too much. Uh, <laughs> like you think you're at the end, and then it flashes back to 50 years beforehand, and you're like, what? Yeah, uh, I will say that. Um, I'm glad that I watched it. It's not a show that I watch again, though. Like this is this is a one hit, and I'm done. One yeah. and done. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. you're watching that other real life horror of the dude who um, had all those kids. <laughs> the guy who had all those kids. I'm like, wait, what? Oh yeah. God, I watched that. Yeah. Yeah, tell us about it. Uh, our father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched that show. That was like insane town. Yeah, that's horrifying too. Well, I mean, it was basically this uh, doctor, this fraternity doctor, 
uh, back in the 60s, I want to say, 50s and 60s. And he was helping uh, folks get pregnant and having all this wonderful success. And then it turns out he was actually implanting his own seed in these women um, that would come into his office and, and he would be like, okay, let me go get your sample. And then he would come back with a nice fresh cup of, of his own jizz. Oh, God. And yeah, and having probably still a little flushed on his cheeks from uh, extracting it, oh. uh, he would inject it into these women. Um, <laughs> at, yeah. At last count, I want to say he was almost at 100 kids they had. Oh, found. God. So what is his motivation? So. His, his thing when he was saying it was he just wanted to help the parents. But after doing some digging, one of the children discovered that he was part of an organization that was a church organization. And they were always talking about um, something about having your till filled or something like that. And as she dug, she discovered it was basically some weirdo white cult like I'm going to tell you right now, this is where I know, I fucking know that the German soldiers that came to America after World War II infiltrated our governments and our, our society in so many ways, because it's such a German perspective. They literally wanted to procreate and, and make sure that you put a lot of white babies out there to make sure the white babies survive. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, he was basically trying to do that, making wow. sure his and it was all white ladies he impregnated. Yeah, yeah. Um, and making sure they were, I guess, pure with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was sad because he kept trying to say, "No, it's not. It's not me. It's not me." But all not only did they, of course, have the DNA match because they were all using the DNA test. That's how they started discovering each other. Um, but. They all had the same sicknesses he had. So it wasn't like he was some perfect person. Oh, God. Um, yeah, he had, you know, all these various sicknesses that everybody was was also inflicted with. And then the next layer. So and, he, he wasn't even healthy after no, all he that? Was, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And so the next layer of, of craziness was the prosecution. The, what do you call them? The main prosecutor of the state? Or the, mm-hmm. is it state? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, they did not want to at all help, like prosecute. Like it took them years to get them oh, to the do DA? something. Yes, the to get the DA to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then even when they appeared on this show to talk about it, the person that represented the DA, it was almost like they were like really making light of it. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Like there are definitely people in higher parts of the government who who have to know about things like this happening um, and trying to keep it under the rug. So that state eventually did get, because it's not illegal to do what he did right. at all. They ne- they didn't convict him of that at all. They convicted him of, of basically lying. Fraud. That, yeah, a fraud. A base, no, they convicted him because he lied to the police that it wasn't him who did it. Oh, really? That's what they got him So on. not even defrauding them, not nope. defrauding the, the moms and nope. the families. But the front of the state? Yep. Wow. Lying under oath. And so then they discovered Odo. Oh, perjury. He got it for perjury. Yeah. Ah! Uh, Isn't that crazy? And then they discovered at least 44 more doctors throughout the United States have done the same thing. Oh, my goodness. He just has the highest body count. 
So were baby these, count. <laughs> so these people were all in the same town then, the same. Vicinity. Yes, so they were. They were within. I I want to say a hundred to at least a hundred mile radius of each so other. So he's repopulated that. He's populated that whole city. And can you imagine that you yeah, could have so dated your brother or sister? Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, it's insane. Man, and where they, do these people get these ideas from? Girl, that's what I'm saying. It came from fucking Nazi Germany. That's some crazy shit because that's some Hitler level insanity. Like, well, where we, the fuck? Nick no. Cannon ain't got nothing on him. Nick Cannon is like at child, uh, I don't know, 10, 11. You Oof. know what I'm talking about? No. Nick Cannon. Okay, Nick Cannon was, he's Mariah Carey's ex husband. He has twins with her, and then he has just kind of gotten a girl pregnant like two two women pregnant a year since it seems okay <laughs> they're like pregnant at the same time having babies and he he's always he always shows up for the 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 photos for the maternity photos which is interesting wow. but yeah he's, i think he he just had one or two wow. or he has one or two more on the way but it's crazy it is, yeah. I mean, you know, I said it made me do some deep thinking, guys. You know, I sat there and I thought about Hitler, and and I thought he just where did any person all the way back even before him think that any one race was better than you? What made them think that? It, it doesn't make sense to me. Like what? Where did that even come from? You know, I, I I don't know if it's since Egyptian time, but Egyptian people were not white. But then I thought maybe it had something to do with royalty. You know what I mean? Because royalty had that whole, you know, don't mix your blood and royalty blood and all that sort of thing. Hmm. So I, I don't really know where that, that, that came from in our history as human beings, but it's really ridiculous. I've heard people <laughs> say that uh, that's mental illness too. I mean, I could see that. I mean, it doesn't matter what color you are. You're either a good person, you're a bad person. And that's just how it is. That's how it is. All right. Well, I guess we can end on that note. We've gone over an hour already. I see. Yeah. yeah. You guys are probably like, good Lord, these bitches. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I will will say this. Having shorter episodes. (laughs) Yeah. I will say this. uh, Dicey and I did some outing this past week and it was a lot of fun you guys saw pictures um there could be more of that to come we'll see we're gonna just give you a little teaser there for sure you know we're gonna be at the houston horror film fair so our festival houston horror film festival july 22nd through the 24th go to houstonhorrorfilmfest.com for tickets and to see who the guests are and mm-hmm. we hope to see you in the place it will be so much fun you got to come up and take pictures with us but there's definitely some announcements coming down the line guys um we want you to be as excited as we are though we don't sound that excited we actually are we're just tired <laughs> <laughs> we're tired and bitchy and you know it, actually that we're we're ending with any kind of laughs at this uh, for this particular day is a freaking miracle so let's, right, let's have right, a win right, on right. that yes absolutely <laughs> I'm going to go read this, uh, probably start reading um, the next book that she's probably going to have me ball in another hour. So. Oh, Lord. No, girl. <laughs> I'm going to have to find you some erotic books to read. <laughs> well, they're erotic. I mean, you know, it's, oh, it's okay. just, 
the emotional depth is there. That's that's what I've uh, been, been hooked to. It's, I got it's, you. It's kind of the last hey. book just really took me out. The last what the last it? one just really took whatever, me out. Whatever's slowing the dollars into her pockets, girl, you go. <laughs> I well, to say. it started out where I was, you know, just being entertaining, and just checking it out, and then it ended up being well. I'm kind of studying her, her, you know, like what is making me connect to it so deeply, you Very know, because cool. I, I would really like for my next one to have some deeper emotion. It's hard. It's connection. hard to do that, especially yeah. whenever you're enjoying what you're doing, and then you read, and you're like, wait. I didn't get anything from that that I should have gotten. I just yeah. got entertained. You know, it's really hard. Yeah. So she's tapped into it. She's doing something very well. So it's kind of like a, a case study. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more about it as we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Good night, my dear. And good, good night, night, everyone. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe and join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantelRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See See you you next week for Sex and Horror. Horror.